Look at all the stuff that's on your plate and view them like dominoes. Stand them up, line them up, and focus and whack away at the first one first. Because when you become the type of person who knows their one thing and does their one thing day after day after day over time, that's what it takes to create extraordinary results. Welcome fellow entrepreneurs to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast, where we talk about Amazon Wholesale and how you can use it to build an e-commerce empire, a side hustle, or anything in between. And now your host, Todd Welch. What's happening, fellow entrepreneurs? Today, we have another excellent episode. I am here with Jeff Woods. He is the president of Productive, which is the training company behind the New York Times bestseller, The One Thing. And this is a super popular book. If you haven't heard of it already, you haven't read it, definitely going to want to pick it up. It is fantastic. And we're going to dive into a lot of the things that you have to do to build a successful business outside of just finding what to sell, because there's so much more going into that. So Jeff, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, it's my pleasure, Todd. Thanks for having me. You know, I, uh, prior to co-founding this company, I was in medical device sales, which was an awesome job. I was living in Southern California, woke up every day, put on scrubs, ran through hospitals, sold a device that saved lives. Great job. Yet I got to a point in my career, I mean, maybe you've felt this where you're, you're looking up and realizing life's good, yet you're lacking fulfillment. And that's, that's where I was. I, I had always had this vision of one day being a business owner and building a really big business that could make a really big impact in the world. But here I was with a great job, nice golden handcuffs on, and didn't have a reason to make a change. Two things happened that changed that. First, a colleague of mine had a stroke. And at the time, he was just 35 years old. Todd, I remember standing in my kitchen wondering if what happened to my colleague had happened to me, what would happen to my family? My wife and I just bought a house in Orange County. We just had our first child. She decided to become a stay-at-home mom, like fresh new baby. And I'm going, oh my gosh, like it, it suddenly became very real. And then the next week, my company needed to make a change to our commission structure just to remain competitive. The problem was overnight, I lost 40% of my income. So you put those two things back to back of realizing that I'm not actually in control and I'm not building anything that's going to leave a legacy for my family. And then realizing I'm not actually in control of the income I make. Those two things back to back really woke me up. And I was reading a book at the time and was introduced to the, the quote from Jim Rohn that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And while many of the people listening to this show are familiar with that quote, I did something most people don't do. I actually made the list of who the five were. And when I looked at that list, I was overwhelmed with gratitude because I saw five, the names of five amazing friends. And that was the light bulb moment. I have five amazing friends. What I don't have is five amazing mentors. Mm -hmm. People who are already where I want to be, owning a big business, making a big impact, who could guide me along the way. And that set me on a journey. I, I started a podcast called The Mentee just to document my journey going from employee to entrepreneur to see what would happen. And you fast forward, it was our national sales meeting. I remember walking into the ballroom. We had like 1,500 chairs in the room. And on every single chair was a copy of the one thing. 
And then I sat down and, and Jay Papazan, who co-authored the one thing with Gary Keller, walked out on stage. And for the next hour, he told the story about why the one thing is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results and how Gary lived these principles to turn Keller Williams from a small little real estate company in Austin to the number one player in the world by a landslide. And the whole time, Todd, I'm sitting there going, man, what would my life look like if Jay was one of my five? What would it look like if Gary was one of my five? And of course I'm going, yeah, right. That'll never happen. But when Jay came off stage, I cornered him and that began a relationship. What I was unaware of was that the one thing had already become one of the highest rated business books of all time. And that really created a problem because Gary's one thing was being chairman of Keller Williams and Jay's one thing is writing books with Gary. They had been looking for somebody whose one thing would be the one thing. And that became my opportunity. And for the last five years, we have been helping individuals, teams, and companies figure out how do we better invest our time. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that's super important that, uh, you know, you, you've seen a goal, you defined it, and you went after it. And I think that is something that a lot of people don't do, you know, especially approaching him and like, who, who am I to be approaching him? You know, you just decided that you wanted to do it and you went after it, which is really good. That that's probably very difficult or people think it would be very difficult for a lot of people. So are you an outgoing person by nature? I am. And what I did is not, it's something everybody can do and we should unpack this because it matters. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. As I started to attend networking events and started to invest in attending masterminds, I began to notice that the average person shows up looking to get, not looking to give. Mm. You're having the conversation with the person. You're not actually listening to them. You're wondering if they can help you. And the moment you realize they can't, you're looking for the next person. You're hunting. And what I realized when I started showing up in these rooms is that the most successful people, the people who are really successful, they did the exact opposite. They made you feel like you were the most important person in the room. And I began to notice that they asked a very similar question. They'd ask something along the lines of, out of all the things you're focusing on right now, where do you need help most? How might I be able to help you? And that left such an impression on me. <clears throat> and it was the first thing that I went, oh my gosh, I'm in the presence of people who are further along toward where I want to be. This is how they behave. I might as well model them. So when I approached Jay, all I said was, Jay, my name is Jeff Woods. First and foremost, thank you. I'm at this crossroads in my life. I was so inspired by what you said. I genuinely feel compelled to help you guys. So my question is, out of everything you're focusing on, where do you need help most right now? How might I be able to help you? Every single one of you can ask that question. Mm. Out of everything you're focusing on, where do you need help most right now? How might I help you? And his answer was, we're looking for more exposure for the book. He had no idea that the mentee was in the top 20% of podcasts in the world. So I offered to interview him. At the end of the interview, I asked him, what are you guys focusing on now? How might I be able to help? He said, we're still looking for more exposure. He had no idea that I already had relationships with some of the top podcasters in the world. So I said, I, I know some people. You want me to get you on their shows? And he's like, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. And so I made the intros and I circled back a month later, how the interview's going. How'd they go? What are you focusing on now? How might I be able to help? Third time I asked, by the way. And he said, 
were looking for more exposure. He had no idea I was writing for entrepreneur.com at the time. And I, all I did was write an article and published it and blasted it on social media. And I started to see him sharing all my posts. And so I commented back, what are you focusing on? How might I be able to help? Four times I asked the same question. Zero times did I ask for anything in return. And the fourth time I asked, his answer changed. He said, Gary and I are looking for a CEO for a publishing company. In that moment, Todd, I literally thought of three people because I'm a super connector. I've been getting to know people. And I thought, and I literally said back, I said, I know three people that might be a great fit, but I'm not sure what you're exactly looking for. Why don't we line up a time to chat and I'll make the right intro. And when we got on the phone, he surprised me because he didn't describe the three people I was thinking of. He described me and the rest is history. Nice. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I love that story. Just staying persistent and keep going forward. A lot of people think that, you know, I can't talk to somebody on that level. They don't they're not going to want to listen to me, but you went into it not trying to get something, but trying to give something. I thought the same thing. Why would this person talk to me? What could I give them that would make it worth their time? And I had enough, I had a big enough why to push through the discomfort. I needed to upgrade my five. So I would rather endure the short-term discomfort of approaching people that I perceived to be out of my league rather than endure the long-term discomfort of not changing my circumstances. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember too, and, and it's so easy to forget when you kind of get starstruck by people that they are really probably not that much different than no. you. You perceive them as being way above you, but in reality, they're just a person just like you. Yep. Yeah, I, I learned when I asked that question in their minds, I put myself on their playing field because the confidence that you have to have to ask that question um, it's a level of gravitas. And, you know, the one thing I didn't do was ask to take a selfie with them because that's immediately putting them on the pedestal. But, you know, my five got to be pretty interesting over the course of time. Very nice. And so that was, uh, would you say that was your one thing that you were focused on? My one, the one thing I was focusing on was upgrading my five. And the one thing I could do that would make upgrading my five easier, what I realized was in every conversation, I had to ask myself where might this person need help right now? Because if I consciously ask that to myself, the odds of me asking them went up dramatically. And when I started asking people, shockingly, they would give me an answer. Mm -hmm. And what I then realized in that moment is that I actually don't have to be the person to solve their challenge. But I have a network. In that moment, you start to play six degrees of separation. If I could connect somebody to the solution, it's just as valuable as me being the solution. And I watched another guy modeling a successful person say, you know what, I'm not the person you're looking for and I don't know that person, but I'm always meeting new people. Can I scout for you? If I come across that person in the future, can I reach back out? So I started saying that. And there's a whole bunch of stories we can go in on that that I probably deviation from the purpose of this episode amazing things become possible when you play super connector. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I think it's super important to remember upgrading your five is a, a huge thing. You know, it doesn't mean you have to forget about your friends or your family. And, and that's, and that's worth pointing out because it's, 
I know from personal experience what it feels like because you feel this sense of loyalty or like, but these aren't bad people. Like I still want them in my life. Like upgrade my five, that sounds so harsh. I just redefined the relationship. Instead of them being my friends, my mentors, my counselors, I just redefine the relationship. They're my close friends. Mm -hmm. And when I need guidance on how to get to where I want to go, I'm going to go to somebody who's qualified to give me counsel because they've done it. That's a mentor or a coach. Those friends, all still in my life. I just don't go to them asking, how do I build a billion dollar company? Because they've never done it. I go to my partner because he has. Yep, for sure. Very good. So let's dive into the one thing. Uh, what is the one thing for anybody who hasn't read? Sure. It's the one thing is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. It started out as a book. It became a podcast and we developed an entire company around it called Productive. And we are in the business of time. When you think about it, it is our most valuable resource. And every person who's listening to this has a problem. The problem is they're currently spending their time. They're not investing it. Todd, what's more valuable, time or money? Definitely time. With, with enough time, I can yeah. make all the money. Mm -hmm. You ever invested money before? Yep, absolutely. I have some real estate and some yeah. gold, silver, things like that. Let me ask you this. When, when you make an investment, a financial investment, you have an expectation of something. What do you expect back? Make money. A return, right? Yep. Here's what's interesting. We all know time's more valuable than money, yet we don't hold our time to the same standard we hold our dollars to. Yep, for sure. We, people say, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm going to spend my time doing this, or I've got time to kill. Oh, nails on a chalkboard. Everything that we do is about changing the way people view time. So they wake up in a world where they see it like it's their most valuable resource and they start investing it and expecting a return personally and professionally. Yep, 100% agree with that. And it's all about, too, focusing on certain things, right? Because like we were talking before the show, I can teach people to sell on Amazon. I can teach them all the technical stuff, what they need to say, how they need to say it to get accounts open and things like that. But there's a whole nother side of business that uh, if you don't focus on certain things, then that business is probably not going to expand, right? Mm -mm. Your, your business grows to the extent that you do. Yep. So tell us a little bit more about focusing and how do people actually do that in their sure. life? Easy to say, sometimes not that easy to do. Sure. I think a great way to approach this is to talk about dominoes. As a kid, did you ever line up dominoes? Yep, absolutely. Even as a kid, you fundamentally understood that you don't stand one up over here and 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 knock each one down individually. What'd you do? Put them in a row. And Put them in a row. Accidentally knock one over. <laughs> yeah. We, as children, we understood. You stand them up, you line them up. And how, and how many do you have to hit? Just one. Just one. Because if you stand them up and line them up correctly, you only have to do one thing. And it makes everything else easier or unnecessary. 
what's cool about this is back in 2009, there was a group out of the Netherlands that broke the world record for domino falls. They lined up 4.5 million. Oh, wow. And as cool as that is, the, the most amazing part is that when the leader walked up to that lead domino and just flicked their finger, they unleashed 94,000 of joules of energy, which to put that in context, that's as much energy as it would take you to drop and do 545 consecutive push-ups. So really think this through. Go ahead, hold your hand up like you're going to knock a domino down. And for you who's listening to this, do it, do it too. One, two, three. Now think about how easy that was and realize that that effortless action could create enough energy to do 545 consecutive push-ups. The reason we're sharing this with you is that small actions can unleash massive reactions. And this was proven in 1983. There was a researcher named Lauren Whitehead and he published in the American Journal of Physics that a two-inch domino did not just knock down one of equal size. It could actually go 50% larger. So two knocks over three, three knocks over four and a half. We have this, this image. In fact, you know, since some of you are watching this on video, I'm gonna show you the image. For those of you that are listening on audio, I will describe it. It's, it's that hockey stick growth image, which Todd, if you give me permission to share my screen, I'll do it. Let me go ahead. And it's that, it's that image of like things moving so slowly, it doesn't seem like you're making much growth and all of a sudden, yeah. boom, extraordinary, extraordinary growth overnight. That's what this image shows. And the cool part is that by, when you take that two inch domino and you extrapolate it out by the 18th domino, you could knock down the, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. By the 23rd domino, you're knocking down the Eiffel Tower in Paris. By the 31st domino, you're 3,000 feet above Mount Everest, the tallest peak in the world. And by just the 57th domino, you could build a structure that reach almost from the earth to the moon. So here's why we talk about this. The path to getting everything you want, personally, professionally, does not matter, is to get one thing at a time. So this means we have to think big. We have to ask the question, what's that 57th domino, the earth to the moon, but go small. So small, in fact, that it's a two inch domino and trust that when we flick it and effortlessly knock it down, we have to trust that all the other dominoes will fall. This is why focus matters. The challenge is people live in a world right now where they wake up and they see everything. They fire up their computers and what's the first thing they check, Todd? Email. Until they go to their first. Until they go to their first. First meeting. They get out of the meeting, have five minutes, so they check. Email, social media. Uh-huh. And then they get a call asking, hey, do you got a minute? Yep. And that literally repeats all day long. And you ever had one of those days where you were super busy, and but you genuinely wondered if you got anything done? I remember what that felt like. And that's a reflection of you spending your time. And all we are suggesting is that you have to focus. You have to look at all the stuff that's on your plate and view them like dominoes, stand them up, line them up and focus and whack away at the first one first. Because when you become the type of person who knows their one thing and does their one thing day after day after day over time, that's what it takes to create extraordinary results. Yeah, it's definitely important. What I, what I usually do every week, my habit is um, on Monday, Sometimes on Sunday, I'll write down like all the tasks that I want to get done that week. And then I'll have my big three items. Uh -huh. And so that way I know when I come in in the morning, that is the first things that I'm working at. As you said, whack away at those dominoes yeah. before I jump into email, 
This morning, I jumped into email because I have been on uh, vacation in St. Thomas for the last week. So I had lots of emails. And like you said, I was doing emails and then all of a sudden I've got the meeting here and <laughs> didn't necessarily, I got a little, a lot of little things done, but not necessarily anything whacking on the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, that's how, know that everything that we say here, by the way, is with extreme empathy because I personally used to live this way. I'm on the other side of it now. And now I get to help lots of individuals and some of the largest companies in the world live this. But I've got to tell you, that's not a life worth living. Mm -hmm. Going through your day, reacting to everyone else's priorities, which is exactly what your inbox is, is not a way to live an extraordinary life. And I'll be clear, we're not saying don't check email. I still check email, but I don't check it all day, every day. There are select periods of time where I make a conscious decision to go into my inbox and teach the world that I'm only responsive to the channel of email so many times a day. I refuse to be responsive to the channel of email all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important because a lot of people get stuck in their inbox and then you jump over to Facebook. Oh yeah. Spend a half an hour, hour over there. And then, oh, let's see what's on Instagram and TikTok and whatever. You, you ready? You ready for us to, to deliver the, the, the knockout punch? And folks, I go here because I feel we have an obligation to change the way you view your time. So I'm going to come in a little bit hot. Just get comfortable. Like if you need to get comfy in your chair, you just, you do you. You ever received a promotion in your life? ever. Mm -hmm. Did you get promoted because you were the best email checker in the organization? <laughs> Highly unlikely, unless Did, you were develop, developing an email application. Okay, hold on. What <laughs> about if you were the best meeting attender? I mean, your notes, they were so good, they sparkled. Yeah. No. And this is where I'm coming in hot. And I say it with empathy. We've got to stop majoring in the minors. Most people, because they were never formally trained to invest their time, they default to majoring in the minor things, doing all the things that only drive a minority of the results. And all we do is we flip that on its head. We identify the things that matter most, and we do the things that matter most first. Then we earn the right to check email. Then we earn the right to go to the meeting. Then we earn the right to say yes if somebody calls and asks, hey, do you got a minute? There actually is enough time for both, but you've got to do the most important thing first. Yep, yep, for sure. And you know, email and those things are just so easy. They're easy time distractors and wasters and things like oh, yeah. that. So you definitely need to get out of that. Well, it's even worse than that. You've got some of the smartest people in the world working for these tech companies, figuring out how do I command your attention? Email is just a game. They show you the red bubble and how many, and like every time you open an email, the number goes down. Ooh, instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So it is a game to get to inbox zero. Social media, text message, all these other things are designed to command your attention. I simply have just removed those notifications from my phone. I still have all those things, but I don't see the little red bubble of death. I have to make a conscious choice to click my email icon to see if there's something in there. I don't want to be pulled in. Yep. 
Yeah, I think something really helpful too. I, I for a while I used the app called App Block. Uh. I could literally disable the ability to open social media until certain times or open email until certain time frames. Yep. And, uh, if you're, you know, one of those people that you just can't help yourself, something like that can be really helpful to to start training you to get away from that. Yeah. Yep, it's big. So how do they determine what their one thing is that they actually <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. Uh, I'm going to answer your question with a question. If you don't know what your one thing is, what do you think your one thing is? To figure out what your one thing is, I guess, right? That's right. <laughs> so I preface by saying that because if you really are unclear, then your one thing is figuring out what it is. And I want to acknowledge, because this is important, like with every company we work with, we all have more than one thing. And we are not here to suggest that you only have one thing or that you're only going to do one thing. It's like dominoes. It's one at a time. And we were going to knock the first one down first. On page 114 of the book, we have what's called the seven circles. These are the seven most important areas of your life. Because this is actually not about just professional achievement. It's about an extraordinary life. So you got your spirituality because every single one of us at some point is going to wonder why we're here. We have our physical health because if you don't have your body, where are you going to live? We have our personal life, our key relationships, our job, our business, our finances. You might have a one thing for each of those seven areas. It's just one at a time. The question is when you look at a circle, like my business, you ask the focusing question of the book which is a very, it's a simple question, but it's a big question. It's what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. So let's really think this through. What's the one thing? Not the two things, not the three things. You only get to pick one and it's gotta be one thing I can do. It's gotta be a two inch domino, like effortless. You're like, I can knock that down. What's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, because the dominoes are lined up, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Now, here's the thing. When most people ask that question, they'll search for a whopping half of a second and say, I don't know. And what you need to realize is that's where your mind currently stops searching and puts a ceiling over what's possible for you. The opportunity is to search past the wall of, I don't know. You want to role play it? Sure. This will be fun. Give it a try. <laughs> so of all the circles, spirituality, physical health, personal life, key relationships, job, business, finances. If we could only talk about one, what do you want to focus on? Uh, let's go with, with business since cool. that's what we're talking about on the podcast. So. Cool. So I'm just going to preface. I'm going to ask you this question over and over again. Sometimes you won't know what the answer is. In those moments, that's cool. Just take a deep breath and search for the answer. And my objective as a coach is to get you to a lead domino. So you're going to notice I'm going to keep drilling again and again and again to go from a 57th domino to a 31st, to a 23rd, to an 18th, to a first. Okay. Sounds All right. What's the one thing you can do for your business? So that's it by doing it. Everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Well, 
right now at this particular moment, it would be developing my own uh, inventory warehouse management system because nothing else out there works properly. Love that. Is that a Lee Domino? Oh, no, I'm just going to help you. No, it's not. No, it's not. So we need to go smaller. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it would make developing your own inventory warehouse management solution easier or unnecessary? Probably the first thing that I did this morning is uh, schedule the meeting for tomorrow morning with my developer. Dink. <laughs> your one thing was to schedule a meeting. Yep. Yep. Now here's what I'm coming back to something I said earlier. Think big, go small, trust the dominoes will fall. Think big. Developing your own solution, that ain't no small thing. That's pretty big. That that in its own could become its own company. Yeah. Go small. Two-inch domino. Schedule the meeting with the developer. And trust that by scheduling the meeting with the developer and knocking that domino down, it'll automatically get you up to write the, or for the developer to write the requirements. And by knocking that domino down, it'll get you up to understand what the funding needs to look like. And by knocking that domino down, it'll allow you to green light the project. And by knocking that domino down, you can start to lab the development to make sure that you've got product market fit. And by knocking that domino down, you'll actually wake up and have your own inventory management software that will actually deliver what you need to deliver, which will unlock everything you need to unlock for your business. Yep. Yep. And, Think and big. I kind of cheated because I actually, well, unknowingly, I guess I did the one thing this morning because that's the exact thinking that I went through and I got it written yeah. over here. So. And, and now- that because you scheduled it, the next domino is show up for the meeting. Yep. And by knocking that domino down, you'll look up and you'll ask the question again, what's the one thing I can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. And all you're doing is we're, by, me, by the way, we're on a podcast right now. Mm -hmm. Same day, you're doing other things today and you've knocked down the most important domino for your business. Yep. Yeah. And here's the power of that. I know for a fact, as entrepreneurs, we struggle to turn it off. And especially if we have families, family, it's like entrepreneurship's like fifth gear. Like we're racing on the freeway. You get into family mode, it's like first gear. You're like, <laughs> and it's hard to transition. And especially in a COVID world where everybody's working from home, there's no change of environment from work to personal life. Hmm. When you get, when you are clear on what matters most and you accomplish what matters most, you unconsciously give yourself permission to leave work at work and be present in your personal life. It's one thing that makes everything else easier or unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. All those little things are still going to be around whenever you want to do them. But yeah, like you said, it, it just feels so good when you get that one thing. You're like, okay, I got to get this one thing yeah. done today. And you and knock it a few out things. and then the rest of the day goes along. Maybe you get yep. more done, maybe you don't, but you still feel good. And here's the thing. Some of us will have a clear one thing that remains consistent. Like salespeople, they lead generate. Writers, write. Developers, code. So do you have time blocked to do that? And then you earn the right to go to the meeting. You earn the right to check your email. You earn the right to do the podcast. 
And as, as entrepreneurs, a lot of us don't have a consistent one thing that doesn't change. And for you, it might just be of all the stuff that's on your plate today, what's number one? What's the most important thing that you get done today? And can you become the type of person who is clear about what matters most and accomplishes what matters most? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you know, shiny object or squirrel, whatever you want to call it is a real thing for sure. Especially for entrepreneurs. We just have that mindset that we, we have a hundred things we can want to do. You ready for a fun image? So I'm going to share an image on my screen and I'll, I'll read it off to people. This, I walked into Gary Keller's office and took this picture. This has been on his desk for over a decade. And it's just a simple eight and a half by 11 sheet of white paper. And he wrote in Sharpie until my number one priority is done. Everything else is a distraction. I like that. I will say it again until my number one priority is done. Everything else is a distraction. And I remember I was speaking at an event and somebody asked a question. They said, yeah, well, he gets to operate that way because he's Gary. I mean, he's a self-made billionaire. And I said, is that the case or is he Gary because he operates that way? Mm -hmm. I would submit to you it's the latter. Yeah, 100% agree with that. It, it goes a long way and it just compounds on itself. You know, another great book, The Compound Effect, mm -hmm. compounding these one things, right? So that's right. Absolutely. All right. Very good. So we've got the one thing. People kind of, as you said, they have to figure out what their one thing is. Do you guys have a strategy for, um, you know, like writing out just mental brain dumps kind of things or what do you suggest? I would do exactly what, sure just, what I want to do. Yeah, I would do exactly what we just submitted. So if you don't know what your one thing is, <clears throat> I would suggest to you that your one thing is after this episode ends that you open your calendar and block five minutes for you to ask what your one thing is. Mm -hmm. Can you just reserve the time for you to do it? And when you show up for that time block, pick an area of your life because we all have more than one thing. My one thing for my job today is different than the one thing for my finances. It's different than the one thing for my spirituality. It's different than the one thing for my key relationships, like my marriage. And right now I'm in work mode. So it's what's the one thing I can do when it pertains to my job. So pick an area and just ask the question, what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? Arrive at an answer. I'm going to promise you it's probably not a lead domino and just ask the question again. Well, what's the one thing I could do that would make knocking that down easier or unnecessary? And keep asking it until you arrive at a two-inch domino that is so small that effortlessly with the flick of a finger, it would fall. It feels like cheating. It feels insignificant. But because the dominoes are lined up, everything else actually does become easier or unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've, I've come to really enjoy doing just because we have such a hard time not being distracted nowadays is just to find, you said five minutes. I would even challenge people to try to do like a half an hour and just sit somewhere where there's no one else, no distractions, leave the phone in another room, sit there with a piece of paper and stare at the wall and either just let your mind wander and write down things that come to you or focus on a particular thing. And it's just, it works miracles. It's amazing. So let me, let me point something out. I was very purposeful in saying five minutes and here's why. 
It's what's the one thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Not should do. Would be ideal if I did. We're talking to an audience of entrepreneurs, right? Which means they have ADD. They can't keep their, like, can you imagine sitting still and staring at a wall for 30 minutes? Yeah, freaking right. That will never happen. Like, and the only people who can do it can do it because they started smaller. Yep. And they started to get the value and experience the value of thinking time to the point that 30 minutes of, of staring at a wall and thinking excites them. But they didn't start at 30. They started small. Yeah, that, that is so true. It can be very painful in, in the beginning. You'll find yourself just like automatically try, like trying to reach, where's my phone? And it's just- Where's my phone? There must be an earth shattering important email I need to check. Right. It's so crazy the how scattered our minds are and how quickly we're pulled in so many different directions that when you actually take that five minutes, 10 minutes or whatever the case may be, build it up, you know, it's, it's just crazy how hard it is in the beginning. And I'll give you a real world example. I had a time block yesterday for an hour for thinking time and some personnel things popped up in my organization that I had to prioritize and say, okay, if I can only choose one, is it thinking time or is it handling the personnel stuff? I said personnel stuff. By the time I wrapped up, I realized I only had five minutes left in my thinking time block before my next commitment. And I sat down, I grabbed the pen, I grabbed the paper, I wrote the big question at the top and I just brainstormed Mm -hmm. for five minutes. That five minutes brought so much clarity. Could I have gotten more value from an hour? Sure. And the one thing that I could actually do was five minutes and I got the value. And now I earned the right next time to say, great, how do I do a better job of protecting my time block? How do I expand it? Yeah. Think big, go small, trust the dominoes will fall. Yeah, it is truly, truly enlightening once you give your mind some space to actually think how powerful it can actually be at solving problems that you've maybe been trying to solve for a long time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Well, I think that about wraps up our time here, Jeff. Really appreciate you coming on the show. If people want to reach out to you and get help from your guys' training company, perhaps, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yeah. So first, you're already listening to a podcast. So I would literally click the search button and type in the one thing, the O-N-E-T-H-I-N-G. That's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the book. Our website Instead of one being spelled out, it's with the number one, the one thing.com. So the number one thing.com on the training page, you can learn about our individual trainings that we do. We do a lot of online stuff. We facilitate a world-class goal setting retreat that we have tracks for couples. It started as a couples retreat, actually an individual track, a team track. We do corporate training. We work with small companies all the way up to some of the largest companies in the world. And uh, it's just fun. It's fun getting to, to watch what happens when people wake up and they start viewing their time like an investment and they start investing it and expecting a return. It's extraordinary. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Appreciate it, Jeff. You have a great one. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. 
Thanks for listening, fellow entrepreneur. And always remember, success is yours if you take it.